Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Stephanie Hupka, the 2023 Vice President of Membership and Outreach and a member of the Pod Squad here at the Metro DC chapter of ATD. Our Pod Squad also includes Helena Hodges, our Vice President of Finance and Operations as our producer, and my co-host, Christina Eanes, who is our 2023 Vice President of Marketing and Communications, who unfortunately is missing us for today's episode. But we are really excited that all of you are joining us for a very special episode. This is actually an episode that is sponsored by one of our chapter partners, Hood College. And for this episode, we are interviewing Dr. Nisha Manikoff, Dr. Chris Currens, and Dr. Bridget Plitt. So welcome to Nisha, Chris, and Bridget. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here today. And today's topic, I would bet, is going to be of particular interest to a lot of people. So we're going to be talking about a doctorate in organizational leadership. And before we do, before we jump in, I'm going to ask each of you to say hello and tell us a little bit about yourselves. And for everyone who's listening at home, I have a feeling you will start to see what what very special something connects all three of today's guests. So Nisha, why don't we start with you? Hi, I'm Nisha Manikot. I'm the director of the doctoral program here at Hood College. It's my second year here. And I have been in the Washington, D.C. area for about 20 years, and I have been very actively involved with ATD for many of those years. So I'm excited to be talking to all of you of the benefits uh, of this doctoral program at Hood College. That's fantastic. And I'm so glad that you've been connected to ATD. That's wonderful, too. Chris, how about we we go to you next? Sure. Um, I was uh, thinking that I'd be asked this question, and I've decided the theme to my uh, uh, biography is that there is no theme. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've, I've uh, born and raised Western Maryland and uh, a business career, banking in New York, came back for, to start a 30-year federal career in Washington, D.C., and somehow, about five years ago, I ended up being the chief learning officer at a federal agency wow. to the point where I thought, oh, I should have been a teacher my whole life. And somehow I've only figured out the last you know, fifth of my career or sixth of my career. So anyway, um, and that that corresponded with when I began the doctoral program. So I was able, I was really putting a, a fine point on uh, on continued lifelong oh, wow. learning at that point in my life. So, oh, yeah, that's that's here. a wonderful way to express it, too. Very much a part of that journey. That's great. And Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, my name is Bridget Plitt, and I am uh, currently the Senior Vice President for Learning and Development for the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. Uh, We are a not-for-profit organization that um, promotes safety and soundness in the state banking system. And prior to that, I was with um, a treasury agency for about nine years. So a lot of experience in the federal government. Um, I am also someone who's been involved with ATD since graduate school. So for about 20 years, <laughs> <laughs> love ATD. Um, and uh, I guess one other thing that I'll share if we're talking about sort of themes yeah. of career and education, I keep um, I keep going back to becoming. I feel like I'm still becoming. Um, and I think that that's a good thing. So um, kind of ties it all together in a, in a bow for me. It, I- 
actually is a really wonderful way to start to segue into our conversation for today. So we're going to be learning a little bit more about the doctoral program in organizational leadership at Hood College. And for all of you who are listening, you probably have put the pieces together. Nisha is going to share a little bit with us about what makes that program so special. And Chris and Bridget are both graduates. They actually have earned their doctoral degrees in organizational leadership. So we're really excited to have a chance to get to know a little bit more. And I think, Nisha, it probably would be great to start with you. I would love it if you would tell us a little bit more about the organizational leadership doctoral program at Hood College and perhaps a little bit about what makes the program unique. Absolutely. So the doctoral program at Hood College was started seven years ago, or close to eight now. So we have had seven cohorts now. Um, It's a doctoral program in organizational leadership. That's the first thing that I want to highlight. So it is for anyone who is in a leadership position or aspiring to be in a leadership position. Um, And it could be any type of organization. So we uh, uh, position ourselves for mid to senior level uh, career professionals from industries that could be varied. So uh, you could be from the nonprofit sector, you could be in business, you could be in education, you could be a consultant, and everybody f- could find something in the organizational leadership program because organizational leadership is something that everybody can apply. Right. I think that's true. Uh, So the doctoral program takes about three years of coursework and a dissertation. Uh, And what is interesting about our uh, program is that each person has the opportunity to craft their dissertation from a place of passion, from a place of personal motivation that they can really make a difference. So this is a scholar practitioner doctoral program. So it's different from a PhD where people go to really hear about, learn about theoretical concepts and apply uh, and do research in a theoretical way. Mm -hmm. This is a scholar practitioner degree. So the idea is that you take research, be able to do research, but apply it to change something. Wow. And our doctoral program is all about preparing leaders, transforming communities. That's our mantra, you know? I love so that. <laughs> everything that we do in the program, as well as what we encourage our students and alumni, is to transform communities. And that could be in any way. It could be an organization that they call community. It could be a whole field that they call community. It could be a county that they call community. For example, uh, you know, one of our alumni went on to become the superintendent of uh, a whole uh, school system. So she is really transforming community in a really big way. But, you know, it could be different for everybody, right? And so... um, It's really, this is what is really unique, that each one gets to define how they use the degree to transform the world around them. I love how you've described that 
And, you know, it really ties to, for me, are some of the themes that have emerged, especially over the last couple of years, as all of us have gone through this very surprising and very challenging pandemic period. And there are a lot of concepts that have come through that. And one of them is connection, how we connect to others, how we support and build up others, and also how we build communities, how we define them, how we thrive in them, how we really contribute to them. And the way that you've described the program really seems to align to so many of those values that many of us have really discovered are very ingrained in who we are, especially over the last couple of years. So it's it's fascinating to hear you talk about that too. And speaking of community, actually, tell me a little bit about how people engage. Are the programs offered virtually or in a hybrid setting? Are they in person? How do you typically see um, students participating? I'm happy to give some more details there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so another uniqueness about our program is that it is in person. Uh, both Chris and Bridget, when they share their experiences, will sh- will will tell you how valuable, how invaluable those sessions were where people are sitting together, engaging in conversations, you know, challenging one another, hearing from diverse perspectives around the table. So we do want to say we are not another online program that you can get on the web. <laughs> we are an in-person program. Yeah. Oh, having said that. That's great. Yeah. Having said that, the COVID pandemic has also taught us several things. <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, we are in a beautiful uh, location. I wish you could see uh, our campus here. Uh, It's in scenic Frederick. Everything about this uh, uh, place is beautiful. The campus is lovely. And it's just a place where you can come and never want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, people engage in person on Saturdays. And we have crafted it exactly the way uh, because our students are working professionals. Oh, sure. And Saturdays are when they can carve out a little bit time to come uh, for classes. So because of the pandemic, we have realized that we don't want them to come here every single Saturday. Mm -hmm. So a few Saturdays in person and the rest of the Saturdays are either offered on Zoom or sometimes they're even asynchronous for deep work that is so necessary for doctoral work. I love the balance answer that question? Oh, it absolutely does. And I love the balance that you provide for people to incorporate what that work is going to look like and how engagement is going to happen. And I think you're right. It's a reflection of certainly where we've been over the last few years, but also just the reality of what it means to be a busy professional and also someone who wants to advance your studies. And I think this is a really great time to bring Bridget and Chris into the conversation. I'm especially curious, and I'd love to hear from both of you on this, why you decided to pursue a doctoral degree, and especially why Hood College was the right program for you. And Bridget, I'd love it if you would share some of your thoughts with us first. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, it's interesting. I I always think of um, sort of the the pre-doctorate and the (laughs) post-doctorate. And pre-doctorate, I will say that, um, you know, that advanced, the terminal degree, it was a dream for years and years and years. And a dream of, um, 
really just opening doors to the even higher level, right? Yeah. So um, I had forever wanted to um, really hone my skills as a researcher, but also as a practitioner. I had spent years and years and years in learning and development. And um, I saw organizational leadership as sort of the icing on the cake mm. in terms of understanding um, that that higher audience, right? And the, you know, the, the learning uh, ecosystem, right? So it was a very, very natural fit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in terms of the actual program, I will admit, I'm a little bit biased. My undergraduate degree was from Hood. Oh, um, <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> however, um, I did do a lot of research and I was very, very intentional about the program I selected. Yeah. And the reason I selected Hood was for that exact um, uh, sort of structure that Nisha spoke to. So having a cohort of peers from across industries and um, environments, having that ongoing sort of engagement, being a, a individual that, uh, you know, the the program saw as an individual, but also a member of the community uh, was really, really compelling to me when I selected a program. And so um, that that's that's the motivation part of it. And the experience, I'm sure we'll talk about a little more, but uh, it was all that I anticipated and, and then some. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that and in a way not surprised at all, because when you have a program that is so focused on community, I think for so many of us, that becomes that real point of connection. When you start to envision what life is going to be like and, you know, how you're going to engage there, you know, it makes a lot of sense for that to be a priority. That's fantastic. Chris, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up at Hood College. Uh, I, I can echo some of what Bridget said, uh, you know, kind of a lifelong, you know, there's sort of a vague thing in the back of your mind, like, well, I want to pursue something yeah. at some point. And, and this kind of made sense. Um, I always had in my mind that a pursuing a doctorate would be a very solitary experience. And I, and I was okay with that. I mean, I'm you know, a bit of an introvert and I'm like, oh, I could do that. I've done it before. Um, I, the, the tone and tenor were different. And I thought, well, you know, let's see how this goes. And I found out really quickly how important like the cohort experience is. Um, and I have friends that are in doctorate programs now. And, and the one, you know, the, you see growth mindset and lifelong learning. That's what I see in kind of adult learners and friends of mine. And they're in various programs. None, none of them describe the kind of support that we received at Hood. I don't mean the programs aren't rigorous and robust sure. and great, but I've even shared, uh, I, this will be telling behind the scenes, but you know, the, the group ahead of me, as I was in the second cohort, the cohort ahead of, um, the first cohort put together this wonderful guidebook on how to put a dissertation together. Oh, wow. And I asked a friend of mine who's going to a larger university if they had anything like that. And he laughed and said, they pretty much cut you adrift. Oh, and no. wish you good luck. <laughs> now, he was exaggerating. <laughs> but um, I shared I shared our book with him. And he said, this is as much help as I've gotten in formatting. You know, it's that kind of care. This is a previous class helping later classes. That's incredible. And that's not even including the staff and the faculty. And I you know, don't have enough time to say how, how great the support is there. But isn't that something? And uh, I learned that really quickly. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I won't say that's what led me to the program. It's what kept me in the program. That's an amazing insight to share too, because when you're thinking about what that commitment's going to look like, you do start to wonder, 
will there be support? Will it be especially competitive? Are people going to be there to help or hurt in some ways? And what you've described is really kind of the dream. It's not just people looking out for each other in the moment, but also thinking ahead. What have I learned that someone else might benefit from? How can I make things easier or more engaging or more supportive for somebody who might follow in my footsteps? And as learning leaders, I think that's really what a lot of us are looking for. But to know that that's kind of ingrained in the environment at Hood College is really special. It's a fantastic culture. And I can say that, you know, we're starting and, and Nisha is, is involved as, as much as possible. Um, graduates being involved in further service to right. Hood into the community. So, for instance, a number of us are on uh, students dissertation yeah. committees, which has been a great experience so far for me. I can't imagine letting this person down. I love that. Like, I mean, the idea of it would just, I mean, I'll do anything it takes to carry this person over the finish line like someone did for me. So it's a, it's a great culture That's, in that respect. That is incredible. And it really starts to get into the idea of what that experience is like. And Bridget, I'd actually love to turn things back over to you. You had actually started to say, you know, there's a lot to say about what the experience is like. What was it like as a student, as someone who's really bringing this, you know, into your into your life, at, adding the studies and adding the focus? What was the experience like as you're pursuing that degree? Well, you know, like any... Um commitment and and program like this mm-hmm. um initially it was very frightening oh sure I <laughs> when you first start yes you have that moment of oh my gosh what have i done i have a job i have a family i have all these things yeah. um but very quickly that cohort and our professors and the staff made it very um very clear that we were all in it together oh. And, um, you know, right away, I noticed, you know, in the first couple weeks of the program, my peers were so incredible. Their perspectives were so diverse. Their experiences were so diverse that um, I settled down kind of right away. I knew I was in good company. I knew I was in great hands. And um, I was learning from them and professors sort of right away. Um, Lots of uh, really good friendships were developed right away. Um, You know, there were um, moments where uh, we were talking not only about, you know, academics and theory and, you know, organizations, etc., but also our experiences as people. And, you know, I think that's, that is a very unique and special part of the program. Um, and, you know, as you go along, there's three years of coursework, right? Yeah. As you go along and you have these, these relationships, um, if you're stuck on a paper topic or if you are, you know, trying to connect the dots between theories or if you're doing a concept map and you think you got it, but maybe you don't have it, there's always somebody Who's going to work with you, have that sort of uh, collegial conversation, that peer conversation? Um, And that, again, is uh, very unique to the program. Um, I, I, like Chris, have some friends who are in online programs and they started at the same time I did. And they're still in their online program because they were kind of let loose, do not have that community, that support. that, that you get in the hood program. Oh, that's amazing. 
That uh, that is it, it, just one of the most important things. It's really building that support system and. It also kind of gets me thinking about something I'd love to ask both of you. Um, and in fact, I think, Chris, I'll go ahead and ask you this question first. How did you find the time and the energy and the balance that you needed to pursue your degree? And I'm also curious, as you were working through the process, what did you learn about yourself? What surprised you as you were finding all of these balances and, and making progress on something that started as a dream, but became a reality for you? Um, that's a really good question. Um, so I will say for myself, it was, I, I thought it would be a linear process. It is oh. not. <laughs> uh, cor- coursework can be. <laughs> Dissertation is not. Um, and I found there are as many different approaches to it as there are people. Yeah. So I, and I had to figure out what works best for me. And unfortunately, you know, I've been, I've had a fair amount of schooling in my life. I kind of know myself yeah. pretty well. Um, but I saw people, there's some people that, you know, do 45 minutes every evening from six to six forty-five yeah. every evening. I would do nothing for weeks at a time and have a blast of inspiration and knock out, you know, a number of pages in two <laughs> days on a weekend. I, I wish it was otherwise because it would have been a little bit less stressful for me if I could have, but it's sort of, that's just the way, it's just mm-hmm. the way it works. Um, so, um, I, you know, the, the, the discipline and, you know, all these things, I honestly, it's it, back to the community. Yeah. Uh, you only make it through because the people supporting it, you know, I know we keep re- uh, referring to the, the support group. Um, I did learn, you said something I learned about myself. Um, and I've taught this since then that uh, development happens in, mm. in groups. And, and you think you learn, well, I'll read a book and I'll learn something on mine. And that's a certain type of learning. But I learn more from um, sharing things I learned and ba- having them bounce back from oh, other yeah. people and their perspective and their challenges. I'm pushing back on me. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've I love that too. And I think you're right. It is really important to have those people who will tell you when an idea is good, but also challenge you to make it better, more complete, give you some of those ideas. Those are wonderful insights. And Bridget, I think I'm going to send that question right over to you too. I'd love to hear about how you found balance as you were pursuing your degree, but also what you learned about yourself as you were going through. Wow, what a great question. I, you know, I love to read. I really love to read. I, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things initially when you start a doctoral program that you love to read, but then you get the stack of books and you look at the syllabus and the schedule and you think, oh my gosh. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I found out about myself, though, in the course of the program was I also like audiobooks. I also like journaling. I also like discussing with others sort of things that I've read and how this applies to them. So I kind of walked away at the end, really recognizing that I am probably a multimodal learner and um, that there's a lot of value there and, um, you know, sort of things that I had not necessarily considered in the past as good learning uh, modalities for me were actually incredible and helped me to not only develop uh, knowledge or acquire knowledge, but to develop skill to apply, to transfer what I learned, as Chris said, um, sort of to others. So um, those are those are some of my major takeaways about myself. That's and cool. and in applying those things, I did sort of um, at the end find balance. There was a lot of 
um, advice at the beginning to not forget yourself and your own health and well-being, which is incredibly important. And for me, what that initially looked like was making sure that I still exercised every Mm -hmm. day, but maybe with an audiobook. (laughs) You never know what balance is going to look like, but you know it when you achieve it. (laughs) I think that's great. And you you got me thinking about one other question that I'd love to ask both of you, and you use the word apply. And I'm curious, this being a dream for both of you, successfully achieving it, but then returning back to work. I would love to know how achieving this, earning this degree from Hood College has shaped your career since then. Are there courses that you remember where you got something that you regularly apply? Or was there an activity or a group assignment or something that you work through? And you've used some of that once you got back to, you know, back on the job, so to speak. What does it look like to bring this degree into the real world? And Bridget, I I think we'll go ahead and stick with you since you sort of inspired the question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very good. Um, I will tell you, um, one of the classes that meant a lot to me that I I took a lot away from was change management and leading in a culture of change. And um, one of the one of the sort of principles that stuck with me and that I've been applying like it's my job ever since um, is that in a change environment, one of the primary leadership responsibilities is to help others find that shared purpose, mm-hmm. right? And um, for those of us that have a lot on our plate and that are leading others, you know, sometimes that's a thing that we we don't remember to do. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, that that is a huge takeaway for me. Um, And, you know, some of the other uh, principles from that course have been really incredible for me. Um, There's also, you know, the program itself is built on the idea of stewardship, Mm. financial stewardship, thought uh, stewardship, etc. So um, those are other sort of... um, principles that I've been applying, yeah. uh, certainly at work and with organizations that I work with. And um, it's made a lot of difference that just shifting your mindset that you are the curator, that you are the person who is responsible for, um, you know, making sure that uh, we're all sort of focused on the things that we should be focused on has been just invaluable. I love how well-rounded you describe that experience to be. I mean, that's, that is also something that sounds very, very unique. And I'm curious, Chris, is that similar to your experience or what are some of the examples that you'd be able to share about how earning your degree from Hood College has, has really transformed you? I love when uh, Bridget talks about, you know, change in, change in thinking, change yeah. in perspective. And it always seems like, well, of course, but, you know, to, until you do it or you're, you're put in a position, you know, to do it. Um, I, I could tell you, I, there's a couple of examples popped to mind. I, I run a leadership and employee development uh, program at a federal agency. So, I mean, this is all very, you know, directly, I think, directly applicable. But I will tell you, so I, I'm an executive coach. Um, so my original dissertation topic was on coaching. And I, for whatever reason, I love coaching. I could not get any energy around the topic. And I was told that that can happen. Sometimes you can have something that's near and dear to your heart. And for some reason, it's not right. the right topic. So the person, I took a class in nonprofit board governance. And the instructor who ended up being on my committee asked me my topic. And I told her, 
And she leaned forward and squinted at me and said, no, that's not it. And I was like shocked. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but she offered a, a more examples of supported hoods. She offered to walk around the downtown park area in Frederick for three hours the next day. And we wow. talked it out. So I ended up changing my dissertation to nonprofit board, nonprofit board go- uh, yeah. governance. But there was some work I had done on coaching that tied back around and it ended up being a new way of looking at coaching. My my solution to certain board issues, nonprofit board issues, was a coaching approach. Oh, my goodness. So I started thinking about coaching more broadly and how it could be used. The skills could be used internally to an organization. And I just recently kicked off an internal coaching program at my agency. It, it hadn't occurred to me that that would work until I started thinking really broadly. So all these things have been occurring to me over a few years, and none of that happens unless I'm at Hood or going through the process. Some people felt bad, like, oh, you switched your topic. I'm sorry. Uh, it actually was my path. That was my journey. I feel like you've just defined what a growth mindset should look like. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, I, oh, I panicked. <laughs> I panicked, Stephanie. Don't think I didn't. Okay. I, had, I had a few... <laughs> I had a few dark moments that uh, a couple of days. I don't after blame that, you. But, uh, I don't blame you. Look yeah. at where it got you. I mean, it's that's an incredible yeah. story. And Nisha, I'm curious. Hearing some of these stories, do these align with what you typically hear from your students, the the students who graduate and go on to do great things? You know, every experience is different, and that's yeah. what amazes me. Each one, like even listening to Bridget and Chris, there are similarities, but their experiences, the way they apply it has been so different as well, right? Yeah. So each one comes up with such a unique way of changing uh, their own world, yeah. you know? So many of them have gone on to write books. Oh, Wow. Some of them have changed careers totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, obviously, some of them have taken larger roles. All of that is fine. Yeah. Um, we've had one person in the program who was retired, but oh, wow. looked at this opportunity, this doctoral learning experience, as the next step to the rest of their career, you know, to the rest of their yes. life. Uh, and then we've had another person who retired from the military and looked at this doctoral program as their transition to civilian life. How beautiful oh, is that? You can incredible. redefine your world through becoming. And I'm going to quote Bridget Plitt for <laughs> <laughs> saying that this program is about becoming. You wow. know, and, and I think that is so true. I want to give a shout out to my colleague, Sonia Bowie. Uh, Before this podcast, I was telling her, how do I define this program? (laughs) And she said, you know what, Nisha? I think it's really a boutique experience. Oh, wow. It's a boutique experience. So that's really what it is. It is a boutique learning experience. And the faculty and the cohort and the larger community around you really help you make that happen. For example, in Chris's experience, the person who helped Chris is not even on the faculty. They are, uh, at that time, she was um, uh, an adjunct faculty, but she, till to this day, she comes and helps us as a scholar in residence. We have this concept of leaders in residence, 
where we you know invite leaders in the community and uh, they come here spend time with the students and really invest in the growth of our students which you would never see in a larger university no. uh, anywhere else so it's that sense of community again that helps our students wow just listening to how each one of you talks about the experience i can't help but feel excited about what you are doing and what this program looks like i would imagine we have a lot of people who are listening today who are very much feeling the same way it's been incredible to have an opportunity to listen and learn from all of you and we are not quite done yet because as all of our listeners know, at the end of our episodes, we do a little something we like to call rapid fire. And rapid fire really is just that. We've got three final questions that I'm going to ask each one of you in turn. And you get just a, you know, maybe less than a minute or so per response, but gives us one way to get just a little bit of additional information and some great ideas from each one of you. So what do you think? Are you all ready for a little rapid fire? Let's try it. Let's do it. And you know what? I think, Nisha, we'll go ahead and start with you for the first question. We would love to hear from you. What is one book that everyone must read and why? The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Ooh, good, good choice. Yeah, I I think probably one several of us are familiar with. That's a great Uh one. (laughs) Chris, what about you? Oh, I thought we were going to go this way. <laughs> I, have a, I have to come up with my answer quicker now. Um, someone years ago told me uh, a good leadership approach is to read broadly. And I always assumed that meant, you know, every leadership book you could find. And that's that's part of it. But one of the uh, one of the ideas they gave me was uh, emotional intelligence is so fundamental to leadership training yeah. and development um, and development as a person. Uh, any book that has strong character characters. Yeah. You can learn a lot from reading about the interactions. Yeah. And I just recommended this book, and it's a favorite because I, I just love the story. And it's by Mitch Album, and it's The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. Oh, good choice. And it's just a great book. And the characters are very bright and colorful and interesting, and the interactions are interesting. And I think you can learn something about yourself or the way people act and interact with each other. And I just think it's I've been meaning to read that, and I think you may have just elevated that on my list of books to get to. So thank you for that. That's a great recommendation. And it's on Audible. Oh, too, even better. Even better. Like I too am coming around to audiobooks. So <laughs> Bridget, what about yeah. you? What book would you recommend? Oh, this is a hard question <laughs> <I know>. for me. <laughs> but I will tell you the, the book that has had the greatest impact on me in the past several years is Between the World and Me by Tennessee Coates. Um, it is a work of art. Um, so, so there's that. Hmm. <laughs> and in addition, um, it's just so beautifully written and opens perspective in a way that um, I haven't really seen in other literature recently. Um, and, you know, being a leader, yeah. being a learning and development professional, uh, perspective is is very important. So um, I, I, I would recommend that one. Um, it's a beautiful book and I, I'm very unhappy about having to choose just one, but that's the one I recommend. <laughs> I know that actually tends to be the feedback we get most often. Just the one book. I have 12. I completely relate to that. Uh, that was not on my list, but thank you for adding it. 
to my list. That sounds wonderful. That sounds like a great read. All right. Our second question. And I think, Nisha, we will return back to you. What is one tool that you can't live without? And you can define that in any way that you would like. Okay. I was trying to choose between a pillow (laughs) and my yoga mat. So you can pick. (laughs) Honestly, I've had to use both at once in the past. So I would even say you could have two for this one. They can and often do work well together. So good, good choice. Especially especially the pillow right about it. (laughs) You know, after a long work day, sometimes that's what you really need. I love that. Uh, How about let's let's stick with the order. Chris, what's your favorite tool? All right. This, this is going to sound so basic, and I'm going to say my smartphone. Oh, that's a good answer. And I was thinking about how that aided uh, my doctoral program. It's how I kept in touch with classmates. I could do research on yeah. it. Uh, I used the recording device to record my interviews. The, the interviews for my data collection for my dissertation are on this phone wow. right now. Um, I, 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 uh, you know, you know, t- I did the whole thing. I don't know how I live. It's the Swiss Army knife of, uh, of electronics. Amazing how versatile this one this one piece of, of technology has, has turned into for all of us. Good, good choice. All right, Bridget, what about you? Photoshop. Ooh. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't think we've heard that one, but I have to admit that's one of my favorites too. <laughs> oh man, I do everything in Photoshop. I, I, uh, I absolutely like you know, draft ideas, I create, I collage, I modify. um, And I'm a little bit of a visual person. So it is a perfect tool for me. And I can make anything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That I I think that is one of the the best tools I have access to, too. So I have to say, I very much agree. That's a really good one. All right. We have one more question for all of you. And Nisha, we're returning to you for this one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I'm going back to my mentor, mm-hmm. Dr. Maria Che, who was my dissertation chair. And she told me, Nisha, bring your voice out. Oh. Now, I grew up in India. Yeah. And, you know, in general, we learn to be in the background, you know, mm-hmm. and try to say as little as possible, but be big with actions. That, that's been what I've uh, heard all along in my life. But this idea about bringing my voice out, letting people know who I am was something new to me. And I'm developing it and learning it ever since. But I always think back to that piece of advice with Dr. which Dr. Maria Chia gave me. <laughs> that is fantastic advice and a great story to go with it. All right, Chris, what about you? So uh, a very good friend of mine sent me a card and it had a, a quote in it. And the quote is, is, her, is her advice to me. And this is years ago, and it was a quote from um, from uh, Goethe. And I never read much German philosophy, but he was the ultimate uh, lifelong learner, 
He was a, uh, a scientist and philosopher and author and theater director, I believe, and a critic and all kinds of things. And this is a shortened translation, but it's the one I used in my hood. They asked for a quote for our hood bio online. Um, At the moment of commitment, the entire universe conspires to assist you. Wow. <laughs> so make a decision. Yeah. Don't 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 hang. Don't hang. Because I'm, I'm famous for just like, well, I'll think about that for three mm-hmm. or four more years and then make a decision, make a decision and then react to whatever yeah. happens. And and my friend's further advice on top of that was let everyone know what you intend to do because you never know what doors will be open. So if you want to get a doctor, tell everybody in your life that you're doing it. And they'll all come up with little bits of advice and little bits of help. And, you know, but let, don't do anything in a vacuum. Let other people yeah. in. Oh, I really love that too. I think that's really important for a lot of us to keep in mind. That's great. Oh, that's terrific news. What about you, Bridget? And really, you are you are wrapping us up today. So what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? So um, our first um, instructor at the Hood Program Uh, Dr. Kathleen Bands told us on the very first day to begin with the end in mind. And she actually gave us a picture of graduation. Oh, wow. (laughs) And um, that was sort of the, the, the leading sort of guidance, like you're going to get there. And for somebody who's been involved in the um, training and development community for so long, it resonated immediately because you think about an instructional designer, others, what do you think about? what is it that I need somebody to be able to do or, or perform when this is all, that's like your guiding light. (laughs) The end. Um, So fantastic advice. I think I had uh, kind of interned it along the way, but it was wonderful to, to have it given to us sort of the first day of our program. Great advice. I, and I think it's, it does a great job of kind of bringing us full circle too and thinking about what a journey might look like, especially for everyone who's listening today, who's wondering, is a doctoral degree right for me? And certainly would Hood College be a good place to start to pursue that? For all three of you, Nisha, Chris, and Bridget, I am thrilled we had an opportunity to talk today. Learning about the program was a lot of fun, especially for me. But I think you all bring the Hood College experience to life so well with your stories and experiences and the way you've brought us into what that narrative looked like for you as you were living it in pursuit of those degrees. So thank you all so much for joining us today and especially to Hood College for being such a fabulous chapter sponsor for us. Thank you, Stephanie. This has been so much fun. Learned so much about all of you. I had a blast getting a chance to chat with all of you. And of course, many thanks to all of you in our community for listening. And before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Are you interested in partnering with our chapter? For more information, visit dcatd.org forward slash partnerships dash sponsorships. Love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and provide a review. 